systems are offline. This is I Like Some of You with Brett Riley on Dash Talk X. Welcome to I Like Some of You with Brett Riley on Dash Radio, Dash Talk X, channel Dash Talk X. And you can also find us on Spotify within the same week of all these episodes. Um, this show started off, I like some of you. I know if you first time tuning in, I know you're probably thinking like, what, what are you talking about? Uh, it means what it says. Uh, the, that's the brand. I like some of you where honesty is the best policy because people aren't honest anymore. And that's why we've gotten to the horrible places that we've gotten to uh, because nobody's really that honest. Uh, my friends are, the people I like are, uh, because we're comics. <laughs> and we're entertainers and we're creatives. So this show did start off as negative and me ranting and you guys can go back. What's great about this show is I've been locked in for a year with my kids, my eight-year-old daughter, my five-year-old son, my wife's a frontline critical care nurse. Um, so yeah, I've been scared of this COVID also. Uh, you know, and if it, people make fun of you for being scared of COVID, let me just explain. Uh, I've almost lost my life before in 2008 in a car wreck. So I've been in the hospital fighting for my life. Once this COVID thing came around, I was like, no, 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 no. And I got, <laughs> and I got made fun of, but I made decisions and this was the decision I made and we're coming out of it. So I'm trying to be positive and realizing I'm going to be back on these streets. I get my second vaccine in like two weeks and then I'm actually going to start coming back out there. But, uh, Hey, no further ado, the person I like today that I want to share with you guys, uh, and, 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 and just celebrate such a motivational, a uh, guy that makes you prove it. A guy that's motivational, that makes you prove it. DC Irvin is my guest today. DC, thank you for being on the show, man. Bro, that was a hell of an introduction. Thank Thanks, you. Man. Thank you for having me, man. Well, I you did the wanted, whole combo package. Hell yeah, man. I wanted to show you that real love. Like somebody like this. Uh, see, people have fans and people have friends. I'm a right. fan friend. I'm a friend fan. First of all, <laughs> see, with you, I'm a friend fan. Because I met right. you. When like I'm, I didn't I meet you like when as you came to LA. Yeah, I think I was fresh, maybe maybe about five or six months in. I forgot where we were at, bro. But bro, was, we were at the uh, bank heist. It was my show yes, at the yes, bank heist in North, in North, in North Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, and I saw you kind of come in, and you were very much a very pleasant guy, but you were you were uh, you weren't like brash or bold or boy or you didn't you weren't like trying to get any attention or anything and you just kind of went over and sat down and i talked to everybody so i came over to you and was like hey man what's up i'm brett and you were like oh i'm dc i was like where you where are you from and it was like, you were like uh oh i just came in from uh you know the bay area bay and i go area, uh -huh. i go i'm not the i don't know shit about shit i'm, I'm from kansas <laughs> uh used to live like i lived in the wine country for a year uh -huh. but me and my girl we just moved in across the street this is my show. And he goes, yeah, man, I heard about it. That's why I came to, to cause I'm a comedian. I go, well, shit, I'm gonna have to put you on the show sometime. Uh -huh. And you were like, but we don't know each other. And I go, doesn't matter. You're cool. Right. right. Like, <laughs> I go, it doesn't matter. You're cool. Right. And you were like, yeah. And I could tell when we met that you were like, I don't know if this cat is full of shit or if he's maybe garbage at comedy because nobody's uh -huh. this nice. <laughs> right, no one's this no. especially when you first get to LA. Everyone they're dicks, bro. Yes. Dicks. A lot of people a lot of people you meet are dicks. Yes. And they treat people that they have never seen perform like 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 a stepchild for them. You know what I mean? They treat you pretty bad. So yeah. to get love from you, I was like, oh, okay, well, he's gonna put me up. Let's get let's get some stage time, bro. Yes. And I I I was like, oh, okay, so DC starts doing my shows. Uh -huh. from that moment on right we just and yeah it, and we would see each other pop up i will 
we would, I would just, I, would, I admired your, just your stage presence, your, uh, your voice was crazy. I was like, oh, he could sing, sing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's funny crazy. to people and people don't understand that I'm aware of it too. Like, that's why I made the joke. I know that I look like the general manager of an Applebee's. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I do. And that's like why people, why it resonates with people. Cause it's honest. Uh, it's just yeah. true. I do. I've been trying to lose weight. Hey, by the way, uh, here's my new workout plan. Uh, stay locked inside with your kids for a year and pace through three pairs of house shoes. Right. And, <laughs> and that's how you, that's how you drop. That's, that's how I dropped the weight, man. I'm down to right. 180. I haven't been 180 since I was 19 and it is not from any other workout plan other than being stressed out and pacing. <laughs> Great. Because normally when you're with the kids all day, you gain weight because you're eating pretty much what they eat. You know what I mean? Kids can yeah. eat. They can eat whatever, but the fact that you're losing weight means you're doing something great, bro. No, it's just stress, dog. For real. Your body when it's <laughs> no, for real, man. The like uh, people can bullshit themselves about how you how you've handled the uh -huh. pandemic, but just give some give some like everybody. I'm, I'm encouraging everybody give some praise to your own chemistry, right. because the truth is, I realized that I was coming up on my 42nd birthday, and Valentine's Day hit and something negative happened. And then another negative thing happened and after the insurrection at the Capitol and stuff and all this violence and everything. It's a lot of shit, bro. So <clears throat> whenever I really got super stressed out, it's chemically proven your body when it's in fight or flight will dump cortisol and adrenaline into your system. So my body, I got myself so stressed out, bro, because I'm uh -huh. trying to take care of the babies and protect them and protect my wife and not, not have us, you know, and just, it was just too much, man. He's, right. I don't know. I got real stressed out. And my body was like, oh, we in fight or flight mode. Let's pace. We Let's almost free now, bro. You, you, we I'm almost be out free, the house bro. Now. <laughs> I know. Almost free. I love that. You sent me house. a message, too. I was like, what's up, man? Yeah, I'll do your show. And I was like, hey, man, I haven't left the house in a year. And you were like, damn, free Brett. <laughs> <laughs> free Brett. Free the homie, bro. Okay. DC. Uh, since this is a show called I Like Some of You, I don't want to talk over each other. So I want to give you the floor to tell people what it is that you're doing. Because you tour all over right now. You're out with Marlon? Yeah, go, uh, Marlon Wayans. With Marlon Wayans, yeah. And, and, but, but also you produce so much content on such a regular basis. So I want, want you to share with our listeners like what it is you're doing. Tell us about, yeah, just what's up. Bro, for me, to be honest, B, it was just like kind of what you were going through. When COVID hit, it was the it was the unknown. I didn't know what was next. Uh, comedy definitely stopped for a second. Uh, I was touring, we were touring, we were doing little spotty dates at the beginning of the COVID, but it was just, it just wasn't enough to be like, what am I, like, is this gonna, is this gonna be, like, I thought this was gonna be the way of life. I thought they were bullshitting the whole time. When they said, when they lied to us and said we would be down for three to four months or a couple of weeks or whatever, and it turned to a month, two months, three months, a year. I was like, oh, this is life now. We might not be going back to comedy clubs or whatever. Yeah. So I got bored. I got bored. And I was just like, well, how can I get uh, that fulfillment of, of making people laugh? And I would just start coming up with different little ideas, different things to do. And it just it just caught on, bro. Really just boredom. Boredom and just but your it was mind so going crazy a little bit. What I love about the characters, though, you come up with, though, and that's uh -huh. from Jump Street, why I seriously was like, man, I just like me some DC. Oh, is because you, <laughs> your characters, because your characters are so, you make them, you, you, this, I say this a lot, 
and and I've had comics that have told me like I don't know, but you have this added realness that that you add to your silliness with your character. Like the, the dude, <laughs> the dude in the motivational, the character that you're doing in the in the prove it. Um, I see it in your comments too from your fans. Like I love reading uh -huh. the comments. See, you never you're not supposed to read your own comments, but I like right. reading like when when somebody else is putting something else that's getting so much appreciation reading the comments like but the voice that you do in the prove it you're right you're gonna you're right we, we can prove it DC. we got i can do this and you can do that that's just how that's what the people in the comments sound like in my head yes because they every one of your yeah they always go against your point you can be saying hey the sky is blue and they're like well, i i saw great today i saw great and i'm just like that's the voice i hear in my head when you disagree with me <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i mean that's a comedic talent though to give to, to because then you take away an enemy because you, you're taking it over like you're right. taking you're going oh this oh this is your voice oh this yeah. is what i hear when you talk <laughs> and it makes people go well i'm not going to speak up because if i speak up I, he's already told me that's the voice he hears when i talk and, and, it, if and I it speak up, i'm that guy yeah and uh Oh, dude, and the fact that you just take such aim at stuff that's like real, like out front there, a problem, but it, but you make it, you minimize a, something that literally is messing with people in our society, especially a locked in society, oh, the yeah. motivational speakers and stuff, the, the way your approach to it mm -hmm. has evolved though, because I've watched the evolution at first. I was like, what is he doing? I get it. It's funny. Uh -huh. But the fact that you stayed with it and now you have, what are the people that, Follow. Soul swipe. <laughs> my soul, soul swipe. swipe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a soul swipe. I sent one You're in. So, hey, bro, you killed it, bro. I you sent in. I, that's what I, but I was like, I have to call him and ask him to be on the show because he has to know how much I appreciate him because I'm a soul swipe, dog. I came. Right. You're a soul swipe, bro. We, we bonded, bro. I just watched Sydney's soul swipe this morning before we got on. Yeah. That's uh -huh. a good soul swipe. <laughs> he did dude. a good one. Uh -huh. Man, Zoloft. The crazy part about it, a lot of people think it's the words that you're saying, and it's not the words. It's not the words, it's the great passion. Video. It's the feeling. It's the feeling in the words you say yeah. that, that can take us to a, a place of restoration. But when you cultivate, cultivate that, excuse my French, it doesn't matter because we're going to correlate that anyway. We're going to, it's going to happen. Like from the clouds to the ground, it doesn't matter, man, because birds and squirrels, right. they're both there. They're there. They go nowhere. They don't reprocess themselves, Brett. And then the thing is, is all these people are coming out of the Hidden Valley Ranch. Right. You don't have to go back to that Hidden Valley Ranch. You can take your Doritos and yeah. send them, send them, send them, send them yeah. to your reciprocities and right. your victories over your own faults. And when it comes, it happens, V. And that's all we need. That's all we need. That's on your heart. And that's on my heart. That's all we need. That's all we need, bro. That's it, bro. That's it. I think we touched some people right here, man. <laughs> but you got it, bro. Yeah. It's the feelings behind it. It's the, the feelings words. behind it. And it's just a and it it just makes people feel good. And if people deny that, they're an idiot, man. <laughs> For right. real. And then okay. It, it, it frees you a little bit. It frees, it frees you, you a little talk. bit from the silliness of how stupid people's debates, like these endless circular debates. Right, bro. And I definitely got it from, uh, and I didn't know, you know, of course, I got to pay homage to like uh, Big Damon, Damon Wayne Sr. Because he was yeah, doing a kind of a character that like was, that. And, and, and that's the thing is, is the fact that you had the, the, that's a, that's a man, that's a man stuff. 
That's right. some, I'm a dad. I don't take right. credit for things that aren't mine stuff. Exactly. That's another level. That's why I have, that's why I want to start doing this show and showing love to people I appreciate because yeah, I like some of you. Some of you are mature people <laughs> that won't take credit for other people's shit. Right. Okay? So right. your meaningless motivation series uh -huh. that you put out, the fact that you've already acknowledged, yes, Damon Williams, Damon Wayans character uh -huh. in, in Living Color when he was like, you must philosophize, <laughs> but, you know, listen, brother, you know, and that, and like some people get it. I'll tell you a lot of white American do doesn't get stuff. And I got uh -huh. to the point in this pandemic where I literally was like, yo, right. when are you guys going to get it that I am not performing for you? I'm performing for whoever likes me. Exactly. Real. Exactly. I, bro, I did it. I think I was doing, I've been doing meaningless motivation for like five years and it came from just watching how you talk. I mean, how, how you see people try to be just fake deep. And yeah. looking to the camera and they're not saying anything. And I just started mocking them and I kept doing it and doing it. And I started mocking other people or whatever. But it just now kind of caught on five years later, bro. It's crazy. But that's the thing is everybody's going to act like everybody. Okay. All of us people that come out in the media, all of us uh -huh. people that show up in your movies and show up on your television shows and we show up on with our own radio shows and we write our the books that are written that get published to get to that level you got to go through a lot and all you yeah, people that bro. believe that this is overnight success is just a, it's just a joke. I bro. dude, people don't, people don't know, dude, my wife and I are celebrating 16 years, nine congrats years married. Woo. <laughs> Congratulations, bro. Nine years married, but 16 years together. And we did this whole journey out to California. She's from a town of 2,400 people in Iowa. Wow. And I'm from, a, and I lived at point. I like where I graduated high school and where I was born is like 25,000, 30,000 people uh -huh. where the Kansas state fair is Hutchinson, Kansas. But I spent my formative, like the, 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 the where you decide what kind of man you're going to be like junior high to freshman year. We lived in a right. town of 600 people. Oh, wow. So y'all came out farm. here. This was like a whole new world narnia yeah. this was narnia yeah dude it, every day still is narnia what's funny yeah. is like <laughs> like when i used to hang out with dion and d-ray and they and and uh you know the people that would take me to cool events and stuff yeah. with them that i'd meet they would always make fun of me because i'd just be walking around going this is real nice yeah this <laughs> is real nice you know uh -huh. and that, i don't know i just but i like um prove it can we spend some time with you explaining prove it yeah oh yeah prove, prove it is just uh watching those infomercials man and 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 just not believing in the stuff they're selling man i didn't the first one i think i did was like this guy had some silly silly putty and he first he was he started off nice and slow he was like this putty can stick to this this putty can stick to this glass and grab that glass and then all of a sudden his the next scene he's pulling a jet with some silly putty and i was like come on bro so this is that strong. This is that. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it to me. And those videos just kept. And then, and then I realized, I was like, oh, these are endless. Because I get I get about 10 videos a day people send me. And I can't do them all. Yeah. They send them to me. And I'll be like, okay, I'll get to this one, whatever. But it's just the stuff that people try to sell and stuff down your throat that you can't physically touch yourself. In that moment, you'd be like, this is camera trick. It's full of shit. So prove it. And it gives, But it gives people, and I just figured this out. It gives people a fair chance to, if your product works, you can prove it. And I'll yeah. say, and I'll be like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll tap out. I'll be like, you know what? I'm sorry. You're right. I, I watched understand. you. Do, I've only watched a couple of tap outs, but the one I watched uh -huh. was when you did the uh, the beer bottle opener that shoots the bottle cap like a gun. Yeah, <laughs> right. And you were you like, prove it. 
Yeah. Right. Prove it. Prove it to me. Uh, I'll bet you it jams. I'll right. bet you it jams. I'll bet you. <laughs> I'll bet you it doesn't shoot. Right. <laughs> and and he proved it. He proved it, and you were like. <sighs> But that's going to get you so much work being able to show that you can like, yeah. whatever, man. That's what's funny yeah. to me too. Like when people are like, yeah, but you're a comedian and he's an actor. I was like, dude, I'm a, whatever. I'm whatever the hell I want to be, bro. My name yeah, is Brett Riley. Bro. <laughs> right, bro. Like, and that's what I want you. Like, I want my friends to be like, yo, I'm DC Irving, bro. Like we're we friends. Whatever we but want. It's, right. it's like, we got like, dude, look at what Tony Baker and what uh, Kevin on, Kevin on stage are doing with Kevin. the Spectrum stage tony kevin stage tony kevin stage tony really just body he's probably the first comedian that i know that became the 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 perfect hybrid for like social media stand-up and acting you know what i mean whatever case. he was the one that mastered the uh the stand-up and social media i think first i think you can correct me if i'm wrong i mean there's a lot i just see a lot of people doing a lot of stuff and what's crazy right. to me is that i know all of them and like yeah and it really kind of got me out of my funk and it made me realize like bro i'm mad watching the news about like what people in the midwest and the south believe i live in la bro and i know yeah, these people that are trying to do stuff i'm not gonna be mired in the muck of worried about what some person that has nothing is not trying to move the needle the people that we're out here talking about we're putting stuff out that people are paying attention to and that's all we should do we're here people the people that you know that the the other like especially like i'm in my you know my town can be kind of small-minded too well small i'm not gonna say small-minded but just where you're from if you haven't left to like a big city or whatever the case is you kind of don't believe it can happen for other people let me just let me be totally honest go ahead bro When, when i got stressed I realized I had six people that didn't like me. Uh-huh. So I took care of it. What do you mean? You just blocked them or just, <laughs> what do you mean? You took no, care? I didn't. No, you I mean, I like took care monster, of it. Like a mobster, bro. Like, hey, I had a No, I, I took it. care of it. I directly talked to those people and said, hey, whatever issues you have with me, uh-huh. you're talking to a 42 year old man that has my own kids, my wife, and I just, we just bought our own first house. You know what right. I mean? You don't get to talk crazy at all, ever. Again, like yeah, we get it. Yeah, we, we reach a certain level, bro. It's like, hey, yeah, and that's what happened during the pandemic with me. But that's what's cool about it. Uh-huh. Is I was like, I got really stressed out. I was like, because if I put my foot down, my wife's gonna be like, nah, and I'm gonna be screwed. <laughs> but my wife, nah, my wife is realizing that this has been real stressful being locked in with the babies and stuff. Man. Oh, yeah, I can, I can imagine, bro. I mean, my kids are grown. I have a 22 year old and a 21 year old right now, so they're yeah. gonna finish college and shit. So. It's like, I can imagine if they were a baby, if I had to raise like a child throughout this stuff, it would be super tough. It's, you it's know, just it scary. Yeah. It's just you scary. Know. I mean, the, the last couple of weeks have presented new, fresh horrors. Like the neighborhood kids are tired of the pandemic, so they want to play. So I was uh-huh. a weird dad for the first week that was like, okay, everybody, you got to wear, wear a mask. Okay. Right. I know the other uh-huh. kids aren't wearing a mask, but you are. But then it right. got to the point where I met all the families. Like I set up Easter. Well, I, I met the other families and then we all set up Easter. Uh-huh. And it was awesome. So oh, I got to good, meet everybody on the yeah. street. And, and, the, and uh, I realized they're quarantined too. Right. Like it made it took the all it took all the temperature down so now the kids can play and I can finally maybe relax and have a good summer. <laughs> yeah, we need we needed some sense of no, some some sense of normal, bro. Just be it, it's some sense of normal during this time, like and then where where we can find that, hey, we gotta find it. We can't we can't just live in fear. 
I was no, fine. Can't. Yeah, we can't live in fear. Can't sit in the house. Get, if you're gonna get the vaccine, get it. If you're not, take your fucking vitamins. Do what you're gonna do. What, yeah. do, what, do what you're supposed to do. Whatever the case is, but we can't live in fear because what's gonna happen is gonna happen. Right. You were stuck in COVID, then you got a bunch of protests, and I was like, "What the? Is this the end of the no, world?" No, but it was it was a bunch of propaganda, and the propaganda was so deep. And now, now that the administration's flipped, I mean, I just hope that the American people can let's get off of the friggin' hamster wheel. Let's get off of the pendulum that swings back. Like we right. see what happens. We see what happens when we allow the propaganda of fear and oh, we're losing our country to who. No, yeah, who to us? We're losing it to We're losing it to the people that live here, bro. (laughs) Right. Shit made made no sense, bro. No, nothing, nothing. Dude, I I watched the Grammys this year and the baby and friggin' Lil Baby killed it with that the bigger picture. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't catch it, but I gotta pull it up on you. Like that that lyric is bigger than black and white. There's a problem with the whole way of life, can't change overnight, but it gotta start somewhere. And he was like, so I'm going to go start here. We don't have a hell of a year. God is the only man I fear. I was like, okay, all right. Let's see, this is new. This is a good song. And then I watched the Grammys. And then I watched the Grammys and there's this new girl group that I didn't know about. They've probably been around forever, but they're called Haim, I think. H-A-I-M. And I I love Haim. I love Haim, bro. I Uh, I just discovered them through stress. I think they're I love related. Them. They might be sisters. No, they're two sisters. Sure. They're three sisters. Yeah, they might be sisters. And bro. their performance at the Grammys with the with the sister uh-huh. playing the drums and singing. And they oh, were just dope, bro. Uh, I knew about them maybe about three or four years ago. Now you know you just be running across uh because my my music taste is very eclectic, bro. I same, a, same. You I know listen. how people look you know how people look at you and be like, he can't sing. When they listen yeah. to my playlist, they'd be like, who else would get on here and be like, I love Heim? <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Well, a yeah. well, uh, uh, creative entertainer that's literally taking a look at life dude the way that you do your comedy is and what stands out to me about your comedy is how honest it is like you telling the stories of raising your baby girls you have girls right right? raising your baby girls and you you were basically your the way your approach is from well i'll let you tell it uh two two daughters at six first one at 16 second one at 17 bro and uh just raised them like like I like it was normal. <laughs> yeah, would people would be like, "Yeah, two kids before you were there." And, they, and the thing about it, they're ten months apart. They're the uh, Irish twins, they call them, or whatever the case is, where they're yeah. both born, born in the same year or whatever. But no, nah, I just raised them and 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 still was able to try to do comedy and go to school. I finished college and all that stuff. Of course, with a lot of help from my family, whatever. But to me, it's normal now. But when I when I'm I'm not even forty yet, and I got a twenty two year old and a twenty one year old, I'm going to a college graduation. So it's weird. When I'm at my daughter's college, they'll be like, Dad, can you not dress like that? Because you look like a student. And I'm like, not dressed like who I am? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, but it's, nor- it's normal for me now. Uh, no, less, it's, less it's always, I think that's what I've always loved about watching it is it's always been normal. There's never been right. nothing not normal about you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're a nice right. guy. You, you, right. you got a good head on your shoulders. You're smart as hell. You got... Your impressions and and just your demeanor is what um, I think Tony. That's what that's what makes you and Tony and Keon and uh, all of us like all of us that like is it's so real, right? It's real. It's genuine. Your characters mm-hmm. aren't like something you crafted in a shop, right? <laughs> and then are presenting. <laughs> it's literally just little aspects of your nuanced personality. 
Right. And um, it's, and I feel that way with, um, yeah, all the stuff you guys yeah. are putting out and I'm paying attention and I love it. So I, yeah. I, I want to get back out there. I can't wait to get back out there and see you guys doing regular shows and hanging out. Oh, bro, man, it's coming, bro. It's coming. I think these, I think Haha just opened up recently. Yeah. They're like the first club, club, club in LA to have opened up. I went and did a spot, maybe at a, the one they had down the street, a different spot or whatever. But yeah. that means Laugh Factory, Comedy Store, that means. I'm I'm excited to get back to the Long Beach Lab Factory, bro. Yeah. I miss going there. I we used to we used to be like, man, this drive though. Right. I mean, but now I'm like, hey, I'll take hey, that drive twice. I'll take it. I've noticed yeah. traffic has definitely picked up again. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, what do you got working right now? What's it? Because you sh we um, what's that podcast? You shoot. We shoot at the same time. Oh yeah, <laughs> Daddy Issues. We shoot that tomorrow. Daddy Issues with myself, Tony Baker, Keon uh craig keon poly craig wins and chad chaz rogers it's a podcast we, we we've been doing it for about maybe eight or nine years now and okay. it's uh finally finally catching a little steam so you know it's uh it's pretty it's pretty dope yeah that's very once cool to, once every thursday once a week and this yeah you know with, with what we do we gotta be doing something else how you have this we gotta have some radio podcast type deal or whatever so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have it. <laughs> this is my outlet. That's it. <laughs> right. And, yeah, but and this I, is how it happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Happened. And I've been yeah, a slow. That's another thing, man. I have so many people that have to have on to have great conversations with, like Justin uh -huh. Hires and Alfonso McCauley uh -huh. told me years ago, B, shoot these sketches with us. And I was like, hey, man, I'm focused on the stand up, bro. And like, I just, uh -huh. I'm sorry, man. I'm raising the, I'm focused on my girl and like, in this, you know, I'm sorry, but I get it. I, and I see what you guys are doing, and I was support, dude. They, right, I, we, they <laughs> we all have that. I know this bit. This this town is one of those towns where you're like, uh -huh. but I want people to realize also this town is the type of town where if you can stay around, then relax, bro. All you got to do is hang. I think I think someone told me a lot. I think it was Bill Bellamy. He was like, "Don't move." I forgot what he said. I don't want to butcher. I said he says when you move to L.A. Don't move to like, to like make it something he said, but he was like, you have to move to LA to like, like you have to make LA your home. Don't make it a place you visit. He was like, yeah, don't make, make it, it your home. You know what I mean? And I was you like, can't make it as a lot of people come out here. And now you, I see what yeah. you mean. Cause Bill's a good dude. And I was right. working with Bill right before I moved, right uh -huh. before I made the jump uh -huh. uh, out in Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. Um, so Bill would, I mean, Bill told me one time when we were working before I made the jump, he said, don't go uh -huh. to LA thinking that you're going to LA as a springboard to, to make it. Like if you, if you really are going to LA and you want to have a life in Southern California, move to LA and make it your home. Because if you think right. you're going to come there, if you think you're going to come there and treat it as a transaction place, right, they're going to eat you, bro. Right, bro. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Something, something of that nature. Yeah. But he just made it. It was something like that. Like, I know I would live there. I butchered it too, <laughs> but when our powers combined, we figured something out. We showed that Bill Bellamy had some wisdom. <laughs> right, right, bro. Yeah, it's all I'll respect on. It's all respect. Honesty is the best right. policy on. I like right. somebody. <laughs> That's it, bro. By the way, let me let me remind the listeners. You are listening to. I like some of you. My guest today is DC Irvin, uh, great comic out of the Bay Area, but he's an LA man now, right? No, are you going back? Yeah. You in between? No, nah, I'll never go back. I'm LA for sure. I've been here. Yeah. I love I mean, once you LA. leave, bro. Yeah, once you leave there, you can't go back home. That's the main thing. That's saying I left home. Kansas, Kansas is home. The Midwest mm -hmm. is home, but I can't go back. You know right. what I mean? I can't go back. I'll, I, 
every once in a while I'm going to visit, but I want to embed myself in this planet that is California. Right, right, There's so bro. much here, bro. My right. wife and I just bought, hey, you got to come to the, hey, you Sherman Oaks, you got my number now. Hit me up for real because uh, as long as you're COVID tested and all that stuff and everybody, mm -hmm. I want to have people come and hang out, man. I finally, my wife and I finally planted roots here, so. Barbecue on bread. I'll bring, yeah, I'll bring the hot dogs and yeah, yeah, yeah. bring the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about it because I haven't yeah. gotten to see anybody or hang out like I want to. And also I have a backyard where we could have like a little whatever. We could have a show or just to get them, whatever. Bikes in your backyard, bro. That's what I'm Five, saying. Five, ten man. people. That's all you need, bro. Five, ten people. Mm -hmm. I hear that's a lot of that going. That's, that's another dope thing that happened with COVID. What am I going to say what happened with COVID is that you saw a lot of innovators just start doing oh yeah and also well, intimate yeah. like there's different styles of comedy now now people yeah. some people because of covid are not going to go back to big shows for yeah, real right. so the right. truth is there is a whole niche market now for i don't know intimate setting comedy where people right. are now just kicking it in a backyard you got a nice setup in your backyard you can hire a couple comics we'll come back there we'll entertain mm. you and, you know we'll entertain you and your crew and but yeah you're gonna pay us like exactly. you know exactly yeah we, we need to we don't need to check we don't need to check yeah we're gonna come <laughs> oh, he, he gonna say he he, he gonna say oh, <laughs> he wants all his money it's so expensive <laughs> <laughs> prove it uh, <laughs> what's another uh, uh, give me a character that i that you like that i am that i'm thinking because i've been so focused on meaningless motivation and, and yeah, prove it man, that's the, what's your trying to what's feel pressured of doing those like everyone's like do prove it but i'm like my favorite character is this character i have called blur snitch now, he's just a snitch but he uses the he uses the blur and changes his voice just to snitch on anything, and no one knows who he no one knows who he is. <laughs> his, his, his his tagline is hey make sure check my blur real quick and make sure I'm okay so uh, these people that's looking for me don't find me. You clearly could tell it's me, but blur snitch is my favorite. And I had like this lawyer character that I was doing, but um, yeah, blur snitch and lawyer are probably my favorites. I gotta do some more of those. Blur snitch is I've just been... a snitch. I never went anywhere with it, but like mid pandemic, I thought I got all excited about this character I was going to do called Remington. What was it called? Anyway, his name was a gun. It was, uh -huh. no, it was Remington Winchester. And he's uh -huh. the, out, he the outlaw comedy. Yeah. No, the outlaw country. Cause he's well, Remington I don't know Winchester. why. I don't know why you don't put more content out, bro. Bro. It's like, because bro. Can I be totally honest? Yes. I've been insecure for my whole life. I've been insecure oh, wow. for my whole life because of growing up in the little rural country America, dude. Like I finally like told you I had six people I had to have a conversation with. Uh-huh. Dude, I'm just saying, man. People Bro, but you just don't know. You gotta do it for you because I when you do it for you, like yeah. you said, it took when you do it for you, like this is giving me therapy. I'm getting this shit off my yeah. chest. Yeah. It'll come. I know. It'll come and it'll be, yeah, bro. I swear. It's, it's honestly just been insecure, hell. bro. Oh, we've been having fun for years, dude. And dude, yeah. my buddy, I was giving, okay, so hear me out on this. I want to say, I want to share this because I was talking to another comedian that's like me. Uh -huh. Like, oh, are we going to be okay? Like, are we going to be able to make money again? And I go like this, I go, bro, we were successful in a pre-pandemic world. Yes. You don't think we're going to dominate in a world where everybody's walking around with a fucking head injury? Right, bro. <laughs> right, bro. <laughs> 
like for right. real like nobody True. every everybody's so arrogant that nobody will even act like admit how much this has fucked everybody up like there's people <laughs> out there like it wasn't even a thing this wasn't even nothing i mean right. i lost a bunch of friends uh -huh. and i ain't seen nobody in a long time <laughs> that's funny bro complete denial to oh yeah. it's real it's real yeah, yeah. bro so. i mean there's so many characters that could be like, okay, so another thing, let me, okay, so in my show, I like to talk about something serious. Okay. With all the friggin' violence, that the Derek Chauvin trial, uh -huh. this bullshit, I need to change, I want to change the narrative between black and white people when they're talking together. Because we need to stop uh -huh. this bullshit where we let people misguide the conversation because they get all twisted on the word racism. Right. I don't give a fuck what your problem is but right. supremacy supremacy is a fucking problem if you're if you're, a per, if you're a person that thinks you are superior to another person if you think because you are driving in a bentley your life is worth more than a person in a subaru you're a dickhead with a lot of money that's it right right like so you are so that's kind of been my thing that got me really frustrated in this pandemic with the insurrection and, and the protests and all that stuff. I just, it's not a racism. It doesn't, you can say, you can debate and argue that we're about the relevance of racism, but supremacy uh -huh. is not, is undeniable. It's bro. That's a, it's, that's, it's, it's like this, man. Treat people, at the end of the day, this is how it can be solved. Treat people how the fuck you want to be treated. Excuse me for cursing. No, you're supposed treat, to on this. Yeah. yeah treat, treat people how you want to be treated yeah if people do that all this other shit will end when people can't do that that's why we have a bunch of issues so yeah. you have to treat me how you want me to treat you if you don't want if you don't want me to judge you don't judge me yeah if you don't want me to to belittle you don't belittle me now mm -hmm. if i do something to you if i belittle you you have every right to to respond the way you need to respond back you treat people how the way you want to be treated then we eliminate racism goes away white supremacy goes away all that shit goes away bro but i don't think it's going to happen we probably I mean, it's just it's just i don't know if it's ever going to happen to be honest with you but that solves everything you treat people how you want to be treated and shit goes away simple as fuck bro it's very simple it's very simple but but, but, right. but you I, and the way of making it completely go away I don't think that's even something that good people should focus on. Focus on the good people that you have in your life. I like the reason that I've done it is I like some of you is I want to reach out to all the people I've met, right. met you, and I want you to come on. I wanted to celebrate you right. and all the things that you're putting out there. And I want people to go catch if you if you got if you see Marlon Wayans out on the road, you better go see me and my man DC Irving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better go <laughs> see right, Marlon. Bro. And also right. go support uh support DC's uh videos go look him up on instagram watch them suggest right. them to other people thank so, you bro go listen to daddy issues with tony baker keon poli and chaz rogers Chaz rogers and craig and craig wayans and craig wayans yeah and man what, um, thank you bro this has been fun bro thank Had you a lot of fun, bro. where are we at q can you send me a message where we're at because i'm not even but i wanted to uh man shift gears of with this but i like thank you for giving me one thing that i need to talk about that's not comedy and I wanted to get your opinion on that with the, with oh, the, the uh, thing. 
But, yeah, bro. It's like it's like because it, we can go on and on about that about who's right, who's wrong, what happened, this and that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, bro, when it comes down to it, like I like my mom. My mom's an ex police officer, retired police officer. Yeah. So I, I I got both sides of the of the whole of the whole shebang, like uh, of seeing like where you're just some bad people out there, and there's some good people out there. So I got both sides of the of the whole shebang. But it's just certain shit that comes up. You'd be like, nah, that ain't right. That's just not right. The whole Derek Chauvin thing. Come on, bro. Come on. It was just wasn't. It wasn't right on any level. It wasn't right. At, he, he was, no, the way that and and the way that they're treating the witnesses. That's the thing about supremacy, though, that I was talking about with my wife. Is at least uh -huh. they're so arrogant and it, they're so arrogant in their ignorance. Mm -hmm. that even when they think they're proving a point, they're just making themselves look worse. Because the oh, world yeah, watches. bro. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's that's a great point, bro. Even when they think they're like getting themselves off. They say something or do something to be like, oh, that's what you were really feeling during that time. Or we were doing it. It happened with the Ahmad Arbery dude. Yeah. The guy who was with well, the guy who was filming was like, I didn't do anything. I was just filming and I, I like blocked them in, but I didn't shoot. And they were like, oh, so you blocked them in. You know, you just yeah. telling on yourself that ignorance that comes in with the yep. supremacy. But it's whatever. What, this could I, be. Yeah, but the point that I'm making, I guess, with my 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 point that I want to put out there is I'm not uh -huh. an ally, I'm an accomplice, and I want people to realize that what we need to do is not be scared of these people. They're just, we can't be, we can't show any more fear, and the, and the, way, and the whole narrative needs to change with us acting like we're scared of them. <laughs> hey, get your gun, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the range for my birthday. Good, my I'm 42nd, there's a, there, yeah, it was Good. beautiful out here too. And right. I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, man, all these debates and everything that everybody, has i'm just like all i'm trying to do is be a good father be a good husband and then be good to my friends and like and try and do good business Mind your can, business yeah make money put out good content love your kids love whoever your significant other is and that's it bro yeah and 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 leave a good lasting impression on this earth while we, when we're going man absolutely um yeah. what have you done to stay sane while you're in the in the pandemic like other than oh, outside man. of making the videos and Bro, I got I got my ass on a bike. I I tore my Achilles tendon, so I couldn't run anymore. So I went and bought a bike. Yeah, I went and bought a bike, and I started riding the bike at the beach, bro. And that riding the bike at the beach is therapeutic as hell. Yeah, especially if you go early. Oh, I've never did it in my life, and now I'm addicted to it, man. Dude, so my neighbor maybe, has an extra bike. He bikes. He's lost sixty pounds. He told me he's one month younger than me, dude. I'm, I'm kind of having one of those God is good moments where he's presenting me with wonderful things. Like my neighbor, wow. a month younger than me, his kids, uh -huh. are we live on the same cul-de-sac. I'm like, yo, he was like, yo, you want to go biking with me? I was like, I don't know, bro. I'm, a, I'm hurt. Yeah. Do it. You have to, you have to go biking, bro. I would, I don't like the streets. I don't ride on the streets. So I got to find me the, I'll hit the beach. But there's, the a, there's, there's so many trails out here. Yes, bro. Bike trail. There's a trail. The Balboa has a good trail. Okay. Park, uh, uh, any beach, man, it's amazing, bro. Okay. I try my dick. I've got to ride my bike now. At least try to ride at least once a week now. It slowed up when he's weak, when he's weak ass gyms came back because it was more convenient to go to the gym. Yeah. But we, my, my wife also got one of the, she wanted to start, she got one for the house for her. Oh, bro. So, yeah. Because she, she told me, she was like, she was like, so she was like, go ahead and get yourself worked up and then, then let's get out there. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, bro. So it feels so good, bro. All right. Well, I'm going to trust you then. What? Okay. Um, 
so you do the biking. So now I have to actually do the biking. Romel, my buddy's going to listen to this and he's going to be like, you uh-huh. don't have an excuse now, man. Your friend told you on your you show. Gotta you got <laughs> to get on that bike, bro. Dang. You got to. I'm really stubborn. I don't. Dang. All right. Bro, so th- it's so th- the, the hard part is like putting loading the bike if you got to put it on the car. Okay, and all well, that stuff. But sometimes about that. Let's talk about a memory then. Right. Remember when we did basketball after dark at Pookie's after Laugh oh, yeah, Factory yeah. Chocolate Sundays? Uh-huh, uh-huh, what year yeah. was that? It was not that long ago, but it was a couple of years ago. So I did it twice. I it was it. on my, was... the first one was on my birthday. I didn't go to the second one. The first one was on my birthday a couple of years ago, and I was on the show and I performed, and then I decided I was going to play. And you came later, yeah. And I hadn't I played, <clears throat> and I hadn't played in years, and people were like, there's no way Brett's going to play. I saw him drinking at the club. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then people were like, "Holy shit, Brett's gonna play!" And then, and then I was going to the bar that was anyway. Anyway, but I, I played, and I didn't do anything special. I think I made a three pointer and one like loop de doop layup, like you know what I mean. And it, right. and of course my goofy ass, everybody was like white chocolate and like or whatever, <laughs> messing with me, dude. And, and and the best part was Pookie is like his jersey's hanging at Seton Hall, right? You're still playing. It's crazy. In fact, when you reach that level of Division One basketball, you don't forget certain. Like he can still legit. Right. So he came play. out. He comes out and he's like, "You ain't scoring." And I was like, "Damn it! Now I have to." <laughs> like I had to, right? Because it was my birthday. So I pulled from like gym range and it went in. And then I was right. like, "I'm done." Like the next game, I was like, "I'm not. I'm not playing anymore." And then I had a good time, but dude, I couldn't walk for two weeks. Yeah, that was like I think that was 2018 or whatever, possibly 2018. Yeah, and I, I would stretch three days before we <clears throat> play. I'd be like, let me start stretching now, and then I, I I'd be stretching and I, I was hurt, bro, banged up, and I was probably around 36, 37 at the time, mm. 30 going on 38. Yeah, <laughs> I was banged up, bro. My babies were worried about me, dude. My kid, <laughs> I could barely, around. I could barely walk. I was like, oh, my kids were like, Dad, are you okay? No, I'm not. So. Beautiful kids, by the way, bro. I love I love seeing them. Thanks, on, uh, when you post them, bro, that that brightens up my day. Thanks, man. Uh, I doing, do it for me. Their... I'm just yeah. keeping it for memories, dude. Because seriously, when I'm on the road and stuff, I just sit. Uh-huh. I just sit and watch videos. If I'm in an airport, I'm just sitting there watching right. videos of. Oh of man, it, it, that stuff brightens up my day, bro. But they're so they're just, dude. If it wasn't for them, man, they've saved me during this pandemic. The crazy part is I'm watching them grow up. Like I remember when they were like babies, and now they're growing. I'm seeing when you post them, yeah. now they're getting older and older and older, and that, that's crazy. <clears throat> so bro. smart. And Atlas, uh, oh dude, I just I did make a mistake though. We got him a Switch, a Nintendo Switch for Christmas because I don't want him to want to play my games because uh-huh. I'm locked in too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I but now he's dude. He's needed to bond. Because he's having trouble with like the neighborhood kids want to play, but he's like, I don't really know if I want to go out right now. You know, yeah. my daughter, my daughter's quite the opposite. She's like, uh-huh. world's open. Let's go. And my boy's right. like, well, like kind of like me, like I'm going to wait a little bit. Yeah, Let, I'm going to uh, wait to see what comes yeah. up. And see, so, if, see if anybody turns into a zombie. Yeah. So he's <laughs> uh, nervous. So I was like, all right, man, we'll hang in with dad then. Right. I didn't want to mess up sister's playing time because she loves him so much that if he's unhappy, she can't be happy. Anyway, so I was like, go play, girl. Brought him into the man cave, showed him 2K21. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Now <laughs> It's over, bro. He scored. We yeah. played two on two. I was Dame Lillard. He was LeBron. He, he wants to be uh-huh. LeBron. He scored 13 points, had eight rebounds. 
first game, and all I was doing was uh, hit the X button, hit the square button, uh-huh. hit triangle, do this, right. do that. And he was just doing what I told him to do. And then he was like, we're awesome at basketball, dad. And I was like, we're a, ta- we're a tandem. We're a tandem. We're going to beat everybody, bro. And I was like, right. this is game one. We've only played like three games, because, but he gets so right. excited. <laughs> he gets so excited that he won't stop bringing it up. Like uh-huh. he gets obsessed with stuff. I mean, that's what's been hard too, being locked in for a year. They get obsessed with stuff, right? Yeah. And then they'll yeah, just, they, just and then they'll just destroy a television show and be like, "What now?" Yeah. I'll be like, "Okay, right. I'll help you find something. <laughs> I'll help you right. find something." And my wife's, like, and my wife, I love my wife, but it's been so difficult with her experience in the world like normal. Uh huh. And then she comes home and like tries to do like normal stuff. Like she'll be like, right. "I don't think the kids should have too much screen time." I was like, "I think they've been locked in for a year." <laughs> right oh yeah it's like that's <laughs> catch 22 yeah <laughs> they, so, they deserve a little bit of break they deserve a break right now <laughs> what is the scariest thing that's happened to you because i did i'm also going to tell you flat out what what spooked me is i went and did a live show in hollywood and it scared me i'm not gonna lie it made it I, are you I, talking I, about pre-covid no during COVID, like a couple months ago i want to say around valentine's day i did a show and it freaked me out i had fun and I did a 20 minute set, but I literally was like, they acted like they didn't know who I was because they'd had bigger name people. But I was suggested to them. And my wife was like, you have to go, you need to get out. So I went, it scared me, bro. I had a good time. But when I got off stage and people tried to hug me without masks on and tell me, oh, you were awesome. I was like, yo, I jumped back. I was like, whoa. Oh I went yeah. Got, <laughs> I went and got in my car and went home and it stresses me out. So what's the scariest thing that you happened to you? For, for me, probably. I mean, not, nothing really. Because when I get, like I said, when I get out there, I'm, we, I think the first place we did was like when, when everything first hit, the first thing that kind of opened back up was like Philadelphia. We did a show in, I did a show in Philadelphia outside under a freeway. And I was like, this is some creepy, weird stuff. And then same thing, someone probably tried to like hug or this and that. No, I think they were more scared than me. It's almost like that awkward thing of like, yeah. uh, should, should we fist bump or kick feet or should we uh, bump heads or whatever? But other than that, when I'm out there, I'm just like, all right, let me lax up. Got my hand sanitizer. And yeah, yeah. Most, the scariest thing to happen for me, honestly, happened right when the shit hit. And I, like I told you, when I tore my Achilles, that was uh. scary. The fact that I had to go to the hospital when everything was unknown and get surgery when COVID, they were like, Oh, you can't come on this day. You got to have a mask. And I was like, okay, it was just that. Was I couldn't scary. imagine, bro. Oh, <sighs> freak me out, bro. Freak me out. But I'm I'm good now, Brody. Ah, good man, because that's yeah. that would have freaked me. The that would have freaked me the fuck out. Period. I would have right. been like, what are you talking about? I got to get into. Oh, right. so do you feel? Do you do? You, so you said the biking is just great. Then I love it. Biking I love hearing dope, that, bro. Hop on that bike and bro. All right, I'm gonna dude. I'm telling you though. Everything's coming in together, like yeah. the, the, oh, yeah, the, the new. Also, the new way that everything is being done. Um, there's such a network of really talented, cool people that just know each other. They can work together. Yeah. They can make money together. Um, I have no idea what um, right, is coming next, but it's going to be great. You got the. Uh, um, what do you have coming up that you want people to notice? Uh, no, I'm right now. Just uh, we got. I, we have a. I have a comedy special on Amazon Prime with uh with my boy with Tony Baker and friends, and just download that. Support me that way. And if you follow me on Instagram at DC Irvin Comedy, you can go to my website DC Irvin Comedy uh, dot com, 
and I might be uh, coming to a town near you. I got all my my uh, tour dates up there. Yeah, and if you guys are wondering, we are respecting social distancing, uh, which is right. the only reason that the audio isn't super popping and crisp and stuff but i'm gonna have dc back on because this show is called i like some of you and we'll have it in person <laughs> where hey we'll have it in person where we can where i can show you the the new crib and and uh and, right, bro and and uh hang out man I, and that's it because i mean because i really want to um i need a time check from q because i'm not i don't want to keep you too long because also the kids have been in there <laughs> yeah <let's... laughs> the kids have been in there but they're they're so good man but yeah. uh yeah, now my son's addicted to 2K21, so I'm probably gonna good bring that's a good game to me. I'm tell him tell him he has an ally. And okay. I, I have an addiction too. Oh nice. I might see some AA. We can go to AA together and, and uh, talk to them about this. <laughs> all I, dude, uh 2K21, Madden, and uh Call of Duty is like whatever. That, right. That's all you can have on a system though, on most of these PS4s, because that Call of Duty is so big. And, right, exactly. But uh I love playing video games and all that stuff. Have you done any of the Twitch stuff? Nah, I don't do none of that. I played one. I did one Twitch thing down at the Laugh Factory. You know, I just I can't do everything, bro. I can't yeah, do everything. Same here. I, I'm, yeah, that's I'm, my I, opinion. I, I, yeah, I can't do it. I can barely do Instagram. So what, how the hell am I going to do Twitch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, dude. Uh, did you think I was going crazy? Have you seen the dance videos and shit that I'm putting up? Yeah, I see him, bro. Keep, keep, hey. You don't know who you might be. You might be t you touching people when you do that stuff. It's fun. It's free. It's liberating, and you keep doing it. Bro. I was like, I'm forty. I was like, I'm turning forty two. Like I said, I'm losing weight and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just start dancing in, in my kitchen. Right. I'm bored not? out of my mind. And my, right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yo. But what's funny is I literally, dude. I'm forty two years old, right. man. In my own house, getting social yeah. media messages, getting messages from people going, I don't know if I would put that song out there. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if your kids are going to like like that, see, like that, that their dad was see, dancing to that song. See, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. I'm like, but I'm a I got I got to I got to tap out, B. I got to get yeah. rid of the, the, the sanitizing thing. So Hell yeah, go get that sanitizing thing. Uh check out DC Irvin on Daddy Issues podcast. Also check him out out on the road. Uh, follow him on Instagram. Thank you for coming on. I like some of you with Brett Riley. I appreciate you, DC, and I hope you come back on soon, man. Okay. Thanks for having me, bro. Thank you, right. bro. I, I, I like some of you with Brett Riley, where honesty is the best policy. Yo, after the night, <laughs> don't leave your girl around me. True player for real. Ask my nigga for real. Uh.
smart about it Should've cherished me Listening to friends Now it's the end And again, no start reckoning without it Dress you saving out the closet I'm the one you need alone I'm the one that when you're around your friends That you gotta put on speakerphone Just so you could let them know what we be on Like he the one Yeah, yeah I know I'm young, but you respect me like a father figure Young mobbish nigga, probably make your father figures Shine down Perrier out in Perry with a Perrier's going Well, I would tell you, but I gotta paraphrase And even when you tripping, we tripping, I pay for you Gourmet for you, chauffeur arranged for you I take the flight alone earlier in the day for you Just to beat you there, prepare and let you know I'm waiting for you Finally famous I ain't like the mother niggas And I ain't about to play no games with you You know what your problem is You don't ever see the big 
stop it. Wait, wait, wait for you. You got a young boss nigga like me waiting for you. You got that bomb ass pussy, I be waiting for you. Who you love? Tell me who you fucking love. Tell me who you wanna fucking love. I left that sexy dress out on the bed with a note there, laying for you. With directions where I'm waiting, with dinner and waiting for you. I'm the nigga. She tell me I'm the nigga. I'm the nigga. That's your nigga. Even when you got a nigga that you make love with, but right before take drugs with. Then right after hit the tub, wait on me with suds. Then you back that ass up on me like it's nine nine. Wine fine like a bottle from the nine nine. Hit you with the nine nine. Like it's fucking prime time Killed the pussy, had to hit that shit like nine times Girl, even when I'm gone, just know I'm there for ya I'm all ears, in other words, here for ya I probably rob a fucking bank and go to jail for ya As long as I can smack that ass and pull that hair for ya Finally famous I ain't like the mother niggas And I ain't about to play no games with you You know what your problem is You don't ever see the big bitches Keep me waiting no more yeah, 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 yeah. It's true Got some things I wanna do to you Baby 